Welcome, you are now listening to the Mind Unleashed Open Mind Industries podcast. Sit back, relax, and unleash your mind. Welcome to episode 97 of the Mind Unleashed. As we always do, let's give a few shout outs to our supporters for from Lift the Ride Sharing app. Use the code TMUP for, I believe, like five bucks off your first rides with Lyft. Uh, must be in Orlando for that code to apply. Hopefully, it does work where you are, but I, I really haven't used it in a while, but I do use Lyft a lot. Highly recommend it. Um, I wish we'd get it to work for more places, but I'm sorry we can't. Um, I'll look into it for you. Also, please check out Strum and Law. Strum and Law hooked us up with our USPTO and trademarking for Open Mind Industries. And he has been an amazing, amazing, honest, goodness attorney. If you're looking to get your brand off the ground or just trying to get your stuff taken care of legally and just professionally, um, definitely check out Strum and Law. I can't recommend him enough. Honest, goodness attorney. I found him on Thumbtack a few years ago, and he has been outstanding on guiding me through the way of just making sure the business is legit, making sure the process is right. Uh, honest or goodness attorney, if you're looking for a good trademark attorney or somebody just to help you kind of get your brand moving in the right direction legally and professionally, please check him out. He is amazing. So strumminlaw.com, links will be down below in the description. I also want to give a shout out to 3D Scan the 3D Scan the Cat does 3D scanning for uh, automotive and pretty much any project you can think of from cosplay to stuff like that. Mostly automotive. What Pavel does, he does 3D scanning with the Appeal 3D uh, scanner and he is based here in Miami, Florida. He's offering you guys about uh, a good price. I'm, you know, I'm going to give you the price because he keeps telling me not to sit there. He's offering my followers, people that work with me, $70 per hour uh his normal price is usually a hundred dollars per hour so if you're looking to get something done 3d scanned for an automotive body shop or what have you or some cosplay armor please check him out at 3d scan the cad links will be down below in the description he told me not to say like hey the price i don't see why i shouldn't say it i pavel <laughs> i'm giving him the price man get you some more business it's 70 dollars for my followers and listeners if you guys want to holler at him please do so he's an amazing amazing cat uh he's also been part of their uh, webinar for appeal so yeah if you're just a regular person and you want to give him a call uh, it's a hundred dollars per hour for 3d scanning services you'll also get the files or whatever you need cnc or whatever you have to he'll get it all taken care of for you can't recommend him enough 3d scan the cad links will be down below in the description uh who else who else who else also want to give a shout out to um shape labs vr i just had a chat with them today they're very very lovely um so what they are is pretty much a sort of sorry program uh for those who have vr headsets the oculus rift the vive what have you if you're looking to get into uh, vr sculpting i highly recommend them uh they've been amazing i emailed them the other day to see if i get part of their uh tester program and the price wasn't bad so i ended up picking it up for about 20 bucks on steam uh it's kind of like um medium oculus medium or adobe medium what was oculus medium now it's adobe medium uh for sculpting and stuff like that uh amazing amazing team over there they were very very kind told me i could give them a shout out through the social media lines uh if you're looking to try out the software or you know give them a give them a run and you stuff like that 20 bucks is not bad definitely recommend them it, it runs very very smoothly uh i ended up upgrading the uh desktop to 30 uh, 32 gigabytes of ram so for the oculus medium or Adobe Medium, sorry. And uh, it runs phenomenally well. So I want to give them a shout out. Uh, check out Shape Labs VR. 
and i'll probably put a link down below so you guys can check them out but i want to give them a quick shout out anyway guys how you guys doing welcome to episode 97 i believe it's episode 97 um what the fuck has been going on well you know uh not a hell of a lot i kind of took a step back we did uh the mind and un- not the mind unleashed damn i could tell i'm out of it um we did uh, up past midnight me and delmarie did that knock that out and we did uh if you haven't checked that out please do so we're really trying to get the ball rolling on that um we did one episode this month and i was like oh my god i guess we're gonna do the mind unleashed what am i gonna talk about um you know we just talked about stuff that we really love and we kind of get in that rabbit hole and stuff like that it's been it's been fun to, to do a nerd out podcast with her, you know, and really I'm hoping you guys are enjoying that. So if you guys have caught the episodes prior to that, you know, and you're like, Hmm, what the hell is this about? Why is he pushing this? It's because I've always loved gaming and I've always loved, you know, uh, you know, it's been a big part of my life and stuff like that. And, and geeks, have, I apologize for not being as geeky as I should be. Uh, you know, for some people like you're not geek, you know, Listen, I'm geeky in my other ways, man. I, I know cars. I know computers. I know guns. I know this. I know that. I know 3D printing. Uh, just because I don't know what comic book came out in 1997 and this thing doesn't mean I don't have a love for geekiness. I've been called a nerd consistently. A friend of mine called me out the other day. He goes, said something. He goes, Bleh. aha, you are a nerd. <laughs> I went, yeah, I guess I am. So, um, yeah, it all depends. You know, you love what you love. And, you know, if you you don't push people away for not loving, you know, oh my God, you love that, but you don't, you're not nerdy enough. It's like, no, no, no. Trust me. I have friends that know how to, uh, you know, how to fix a computer, but I don't know how to fix a car. Don't even know how to change their own oil. So, you know, that's something I know how to do. And sadly they don't know how to do. So, um, to each his own, you know, but uh, I've had a blast doing it with her. We've had a blast and, uh, Looking forward to episode five. I guess that one is going to be about uh, Marvel and DC. So stick around for that one. I don't know when we're going to be recording it. I do need to do a lot of research. Uh, one thing I am going to ask my followers and listeners of the Mind Unleashed, if you guys know a good pot or a good comic book kind of reader, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm broke as fuck. So, um, but if you guys know a good comic book reader where I can kind of sit down and maybe just read some X-Men or maybe a YouTube channel that you recommend, or maybe it's a person out there that listens to this and goes, Hey man, I have a perfect thing. You could follow my channel. I would be happy to, to follow your channel and listen to your stuff. I mean, I have no problem doing that. It's just very um, cost-effective and stuff like that. Or if you know, it, you know, a monthly subscription fee that I can, can log into some comics, I'd be happy to pay for it, but I just not loaded. So I do need to uh, watch Dark Phoenix. Uh, that was one of the questions that got brought up on the Discord uh, of Best Midnight. Um, I've been doing some video gaming. I kind of took a break. Uh, 3D printers are fixed for the most part. I'll get into a little bit of that in just a second. We're going to be talking about Horror Nights, Halloween Horror Nights, what my thoughts are about that. We're just going to be talking about what the hell's been going on with Ali um, for the time being, because Coming up, tech blog. Uh, we'll talk about Chitu Box. Uh, Chitu Box, what the hell is going on with all that? Elegu finally came out and said some stuff about that, which I'm kind of like Uncle Jesse kind of spoke about it too. And I have my thoughts and opinions on for makers, like what the fuck is going on with that? So, uh, yeah, let's just sit back and relax. We'll do it as much as we can. And let's just jam, man. Let's sit back and talk. Because um, I, need, I need some talking time to myself. But um, so, what should I begin with? Um, yeah, so we did a past midnight that's been going pretty well. So, if you guys want to follow that, go ahead. Uh, let's start with Chitu Box. My thoughts on Chitu Box. So, 
Treaty Box, for those who don't know, is the slicer for resin printers. Um, the Elegoos, the Saturns, the Crealities, and stuff like that. They're using the Treaty Box board, the Treaty Boards. Um, you know, every printer from China is using it. Not a bad board, not a bad idea for the mono printers. Like, you know, when I first wanted to get into uh, resin printing, I, you know, emailed Form, Lab, Form Labs and hit up a lot of companies, Poopoly and then... Um, Persa and all these major companies got mega nose, lots of nose. No, we don't do that. No, we don't do that. I will give a shout out to the end of time to Poopoly. They were super kind. Persa, super kind response. And then Form Labs was okay. We had a, I had a meeting in my closet office at the time with Form Labs, one of their marketing people, and we spoke about the printer and what it does and you offer this and that. I was broke as fuck anyway. I could have never afforded their printer. And I was like, hey, would you mind kind of letting me borrow one, lease one, what have you, do monthly payments on one? No, we don't do that. But we'd be glad to take your file and slice it for you to kind of give you an idea of what the shit does. And then talking to Frank Capolito over at, you know, Tested and his shop, a thingery and a few like that. Frank Capolito has been on that with Adam's average on Tested and stuff like that. So being able to chat with him like live, through Twitter, it was kind of weird because he had form uh, form labs printers, the form one, form two, and I've talked to some other makers that work in the industry too, on some big fucking films, and I've asked them some questions on the forms, and I'm kind of glad I didn't, you know, not that I I don't like form, it's just you know they're not for you or I, not for the not for the hobbyists, you know, they're for the engineer, the maker, the company that's trying to go out there and get a part done quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, they're good for what they are. Way of fucking overpriced for what they are. I know Adam Savage just bought one for his shop. I was like, holy fuck. Spent $6,000 on the printer. And then just the resin alone is almost $80 to $90 for a couple liters. That shit's expensive. So, yeah. Now that, like, Poopoly and this one and all these engineering resins are starting to come out and stuff like that, you can... And Frank and Belito works on, you know, Frank and Belito's worked on Stranger Things and all these other things. And another company I spoke to, another, you know, big, uh, big uh, maker fucking place that worked on mega films like Batman and stuff like that. I talked to them personally, their, their shop, and they were super kind of 50. I mean, they, they didn't hate Form Labs. They fucking hate it now because the problem was. Once the printer breaks, you can't get any parts for it. The supply chain was horrible. Frank and Bolito fucking, he called he called them out directly because he was so pissed off and somebody else called them out directly. And I was like, these are some big fucking people that work on some big, big shows, like multi-million dollar shows, you know, not hundred dollar shows, million dollar shows, you know, and they're, they're calling out a company like that. God damn. And I talked to Frank Bolito and he said, you know, you might want to go Poopoly. So I checked out Poopoly, emailed them, and they were so fucking lovely, man. They were so nice to hit me up and say, hey, man, you know, we're, we're grateful for what you're trying to do and what you're trying to look into, your crutch grips, handles, crutch tips, et cetera, et cetera. What the team said over there, and same thing with Persa, they said the technology is not there yet. And they said, you know what, FDM seems like the, the way you want to go because the slicers are doing what the slicers do with Cura, Simplified 3D. I know many fucking people hate Simplified 3D. It, it does what I need it to do. I can program it to do what I need it to do. People are like, you're using the wrong slicer. Man, fuck you. you know, I'm going to use what I want. And it's like, I like it because I, there's some things that 
Kura does that Simplify doesn't do, and I got to worry about this and that, and the next thing, and people are having problems with Kura and all this shit. It's like, use what you see fit. You know, if it works for your applications and use it. I hate when people are such fanboys on something that I'm just like, fuck you, fuck it, just do what you want to do. Honestly, like I, I'm recording this on a Mac, you know. I use Windows, Mac, and Linux. You know, people are like, you're a fanboy. No, it works for what I'm using it for. And uh I've used simplified 3D since I've gotten it's so effing simple for what I needed to do. I have three different machines I needed to run and I have it all coded to those machines i'm not planning on doing like blah 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 blah. i needed to do exactly what the filament is supposed to me to do because you got to tinker with every fucking filament so what's the point of running double slicers when you you know it's like i need to do this okay go in and change the g-code you know Kura, you have to go in and do many things and they upgrade it and then shit happens and then there's you know a new plugin you got to put in and all this shit trust me i follow bold and i've been using simplified for quite a while it's just simplistic for me i it's easy to remove supports easy to it's easy to you do so much poop and it's just so much nicer not that i i don't disrespect anybody who uses cura i use both i used to even use matter hackers stupid thing when i got the robo i still gotta get the robo running up properly because i need to do some aps um but i digress uh the problem with the resin stuff is when i want to get into that is they still were up in price. Like the Elegoos were like, everybody was like talking about Elegoos. And then once you try to like, and people were getting like, you know, Uncle Jesse and them were getting like free printers. And I, I, I literally fell on the bandwagon. I literally called up a few places and was like, hey man, can I get a, maybe I can get a printer like you used to try. And I really wanted to. I'm like, I'm a nobody, but I really want to try this printer. Um, Persa said, hey, they weren't ready. Poopoli said they couldn't because the technology wasn't there yet. Um, you know, sorry, we, we we don't we don't like lease out printers to anybody. We don't hand out anybody. And I'm like, you just did to like so and so. They have your printer. You know, give it to somebody who really could use it and test it and really give you some honest feedback. Um, you know, I've had maybe two companies set me up some filament. You know, Ninja Flex is one of them. They've been great. I paid them back tenfold. I bought like seven eight rolls after I used the first shit. <laughs> and Ninja Flex for TPU or TPE, my go to. That's not even kissing their ass. That filament is just standardly beautifully done. It's just the stuff on it is just beautiful. I love using their filament, their TPU, TPE. Still got to work on the crutch tips. Still got to work on the hand grip. Still got to design some stuff in solid, but I digress. I know I'm going back and forth, but this is just me rambling shit off my brain. So for those listening, going, what the fuck? I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, so once. You know, the resin printers trying to get on a price and I started looking into them and the tax time came and I owed some money to the credit card, but I still freaking owe money. And, you know, life is what it is. Um, I looked at, you know, I, I looked into pulling some money aside. I went, okay, well, Creality is putting a printer. Creality put their first resin printer and it looked like shit. And then I looked at the mono price and then I looked at the uh, Anacubic and then I looked at, you know, the Saturn. And I looked at the Elegoo Ret 1 and you know, I looked at the bed size and the build size and I had to measure, you know, how large are my hand grips? Okay, they're 120, 122 millimeters. That's, you know, whatever on the on the Z and stuff like that. Um, and then I sat to myself and I went, okay, what slicer do I need to use? And then everybody goes, well, you really need to use Cheat2Box. Cheat2Box is the only one. I really wish, you know, it was like Simplified 3D or something like that or just a standard protocol system uh that thing but the problem is you know now that, that all these printers are out and they're developed dev time um 
the devs and the companies are like, shit, man, we're not making any money. You know, you know, I tried using uh, lychee, 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 you know, lychee, lychee. I don't know, fucking lychee. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I tried using that. I'm completely blacked out from using that. It's like, oh, you need to pay for our pro service. I'm like, I thought you had a free service, but apparently they don't. Um, so I'm back to using Chitibak. I wanted to try it out. I'm trying to find, I don't mind paying for something. If it's something I can use every day of the week or once a week and it works for my needs. Um, and I know some people out there can be like, dude, just fucking pay the licensing fee. Listen, dude, I'm broke. Like I, uh, I'm working like fucking maybe two days a week. And I know a lot of makers out there are like, fuck that. I'm not paying for, for, uh, for solid works or I'm not paying for ZBrush or I'm not. So kind of F off because I know a lot of people, if you don't have to pay for something, you're not gonna pay for it. Let's be honest. It's costing you more material than it is thing. And it's another thing you're gonna add, especially if you're a hobbyist, you're not gonna spend that kind of money. I remember when uh, Fusion 360 finally, uh, from uh, Autodesk finally, you know, hit up and said, hey man, we're, we're not, you know, we're gonna start, uh, you know, making you only be able to slice. Now it's apparently for that one, um, for Fusion 360, for those who wanna learn CAD and, and, you know, CAM and stuff like that. Uh, it's costing people more money. Now they're like, hey man, I gotta pay $119 or $119 a week or a month uh, for this program. It's like, welcome to industry standard. You know, it's like, um, I found out about EAA and EAA, I'm trying to download SolidWorks yesterday because I paid for my licensing fee for them. And apparently they give you a discount or whatever. I, I don't, I'm still trying to download the damn thing uh, for SolidWorks because I wanna learn SolidWorks. That way when it comes time, I'm kind of familiar with it. And then I can go out and get a license with SolidWorks or whatever. But um, I'd rather learn the student stuff first so I can learn how the program works, stuff like that. But uh, I, I'm all about like paying for stuff. Like if I can, I wish, really wish, um, you know, companies were more lenient of like, hey, here's a base software. And if you want the extra shit, pay for it. That's kind of like what T2 Box is doing now. It's like, we're giving you the basics. But if you buy this printer, we're going to give you a year of pro. And I think pro is like $99 for the year. And it has a few other features with slicing and stuff like that. The problem is that T2 was uh, apparently monopolizing and they were going to lock out some printers. They're like, hey, we, you know, either you pay for the pro version or we're not going to let you use your damn printer. You're turning a $200 printer or $150 printer, whatever you, you know, whatever you get your printer for, your resin printer for, into a goddamn paperweight. Many makers, designers, people like that in, this, in the field don't need that. That's, you don't hold somebody hostage. You pay for the equipment, you should be able to do it. I wish I was a programmer because I would just make a fucking slicer for myself, make it work, and bada bada boom, there we go. Sadly, that's not cool. I mean, it's, it is what it is, you're, you know, it's, it's but it, it's sad that, you know, uh, you're really hurting the industry by doing that. Okay, you know, okay, we have a pro license. Here's what it offers more of. Here's the features we would love you to fucking play with, but we're going to hold you hostage just so you get it. We're going to lock out your printer completely. We're not going to support it. We're, you know, we're not going to let you use it at all. That's not the way to go. So I'm glad, you know, that Allegru has stepped in, Creality has stepped in. They've all, they're having meetings with G2Box or G2 and they apparently they made, the arrangement they mentioned it the other day on their site and say hey we've talked to g2 this is what's going on you know we're going to keep supporting you guys they we, we've all agreed we've, we've met at the table and i agree people need people need their money people need bank okay i'm good with supporting a company if the proper things are done you know 
Um, but don't hold a client hostage. Don't hold somebody hostage who already owns a printer that uses your board because you're looking for more money. That's not the way to fucking do it. Um, it needs to be a win-win for everybody. You know, it's like, that's not the way to do it. And then you're alienating a lot of your clients that are using your software that could give you feedback and stuff like that. Um, I understand you need to make money and shit like that, but you need to come out with an equalized thing too. Of like, Hey man, let's do like $3 a month, $5 a month. That's $5 a month. You didn't have. And what that would support, that would support your team. That would support your dev time. That would support your shit. Yeah. That's the basic software. I wouldn't mind paying like extra $5 a month, you know, but don't, don't kill your industry either because like you not supporting hobbyists or makers, that's going to kill you in the long run because people aren't going to pay your $99 fee or your $100 year fee or your $36 a month fee or whatever the fuck it's going to be. You're just going to turn so many people off. It's going to hurt the creators of the printers, Creality, Elegoo, Poopoly, uh, you know, and stuff like that. And then people are going over and they're using, you know, Persa because Persa's got, you know, got their own resin printer, which I've heard is pretty damn good. Uh, I could never afford it. So it is what it is there. But Persa's Persa and they're great people too. I've had nothing but good conversations with them. If I could afford their printer, I would, but I can't. Um, but that's not the way to go about it. I'm, I'm kind of glad everybody's kind of coming to an equal thing. And many makers, Uncle Jesse, um, Tom's guides, he's come out and said, or Tom Salander, He's come out and said the same thing. You're hurting the fucking industry by doing this, hurting the maker. You're hurting the person. Uh, you're hurting your brand. Number one, that's something you should not do. Um, um, but you have to meet in the middle somewhere. It's like, okay, we're trying to make money. We understand dev time. I understand development time and creation time and, and work time. I get, I fucking get it. I really get it. It, you know, you have people you need to feed. You got, you got to keep the lights on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think a lot of companies kind of forget that too, is they, they kind of go, okay, well, uh, you know, I, we want to be a fortune 500 or we want to do this. It's like move slowly, get your stuff done. Right. And if your program runs well, people are going to pay for proper program. You know, that's how like I invested in the, the simplified because I thought it was good. Um, at the time, fucking curl was not, not good, you know, and I, kind of stick by and the curve's gotten better and it's gotten worse. It's gotten better. It's gotten worse. Oh, it has this feature now. Oh, it has that feature. It took them a long time to get there. So of course you can have two people using one of you use the FDM slicer or curl or simplified. And I prefer simplified because like, again, it does what I need it to do. I don't have to do much more. I can put a few numbers in it. I'm set. I know what I need to do. I don't need it to do this, 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 and add this damn plug. And I can do all that on another thing. Um, you know, I'm not making a bajillion dollars in my, my printing farm, which people don't make a bajillion dollars in the printing farm right now. It's really rough. Um, but with Chi2 doing what they've done, and it's, uh, that was a big stress moment because I was like, wait a minute, in a few months, I might, I might not be able to use my, my resin printers. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, why? Like, why are they doing that? And LightSheet came around and everything is LightSheet. And now LightSheet's like, we're the newest, biggest, baddest thing. And you're like, okay, that's the secondary slicer. Um, and now, but they're, they're a paid service completely. You know, you know uh, they do have a, I don't think they have a free version anymore. I think they just, they went to a paid version completely. I, like I tried using the software and it, it's like, nope. It has all this pro thing. You need to unlock the code and key. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So I haven't really been able to play with that one. I've been wanting to play with it. Um, but I don't have that kind of money per month and I can't, I can't justify it right now. 
if I was making like an extra 400 bucks a month, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's start on launch from software. But I, yeah, yeah, I don't have that kind of cash. Uh, but like, again, I, I digress. I'm glad, I'm glad that Elegoo and Creality and all those big manufacturers have sat down with them and said, Hey, listen, the only person you're fucking hurting is you. Cause you know, you're fucking us, but you fuck us. Like you just lost a lot of cash because, but I think that's like what they're sitting at. Like, we hold all the cards. You do hold all the cards. But remember, man, like you got uh, indie developers who will make a slicer in five minutes, which I think might happen. It's either you fucking work with us or they're going to go to Lychee. And uh, so that's been the biggest thing right now is because Lychee is now taking over for G2. Kind of people are like really switching, the, switching over and liking that feature and, and liking that paid feature that of all the stuff that they have. Um, I've yet to use it, like I said, because I just don't have the money to pay for the, the monthly fee or yearly fee. I don't forget how much they actually want. Let me look that up real quick. Let's see how much it actually costs now that I get to sit here and chat with you guys. Let's see what it actually runs. Um, Lechi, 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 Lechi. Let's go to Lechi. There we go. Okay, so they got it for Linux, they got it for all the versions. What is the price? What is the price? Come on. Okay, so get a modern versatile slicer, your favorite version of printers. Uh, try the pro version completely free for 30 days. Okay, pro version. Save 40% on a yearly subscription or 33% on a monthly license. Okay, but how much is it? Okay, it's in euros. We're going to have to ask the phone this. Computer. How much is 29.99 euros? 2,999 euros is 2,500 That's not the right thing I asked. How much is $30 in euros? How much is 29.99 in US dollars in euros? Okay, well, you guys get it. So basically, it's a free version, free version, all printers, magic button. So there is a free version. Oh, here it goes. Can everybody like, you idiot. Okay, so apparently it's $2.50 a month. It's not too bad. This is for the pro version. Like you. Slicer 3 Pro, and it's $4 a month. You get all the things, get 3D Halloween. So, so for the $2.50 version, all function of free edition, no advertising before slicing. Multiple options for supports. Support three hollowing, rafting, pixel, perfect pixel. 
So it's four dollars a month. Okay, I I guess I can get behind that. Monthly built subscription to yeah. Hmm. Okay, so the pricing is actually better. Pricing is actually better. I think it's like thirty dollars a month. They're saying. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Before I was like, one up. So you would get billed like, uh, was it? Yeah. So 50 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month built annually. Regularly prices billed $50. Therefore, it's $3.99 a month. After the 12, it's $5.99 per month. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind supporting devs. I really, I really don't. If you can make your slicer or your program affordable to where you're not breaking the fucking bank of somebody and going, listen, man, we're going to lock you into a 12-month contract or a three-month contract, and you can't break that. Um, and most people, like, at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, with the podcast, it, it's costing me $15 a month for storage for 250 megabytes, which isn't bad. Because um, I have a friend that wants to get in podcasting, and I told him all about that. Uh you know, and people people will switch over to freaking lychee because if like if, if you're gonna fuck makers, you know, that's money that you know that you're losing out on. So um I know I know Cheetah Box Pro, I know I don't know how much that is per month or per year. Um I won't check that out though, I don't really care. Um because I've had I've had to downgrade my, my version and stuff like that to use my, my printers. I don't know though. Like I don't know, you know. That's money that I'm just like, eh. How often do I use my resin printers? Like once a week, twice a week. You know, am I making money from them? Hmm. Um, me because I run a business, like I can write all that shit off as an expense, which is nice. Um, but for many man, it's like I'm a hobbyist. I'm this. I'm that. Um, and they can't really write off any of that shit. So, hobbyist is kind of a hobbyist thing. Um. But it's really weird that they were willing to pretty much monopolize because it's a cheat you board, apparently. Uh, which is weird because like it's like I can't believe a company they own the board that almost every printer uses, you know, every uh, mono LED screen or mono mono printer uses now. They own the board to that, which is a lot of money there too so they gotta be making a little bit something there but then it's like oh we have that well we'll use uh we'll use our slicer as a bargaining chip to make people pay more money again if, if you're gonna do that make your shit run correctly make it affordable you know and give people features that they really could use um make it worth their while and don't like charge them an arm and a leg and that's the problem do people you know why people go to netflix or people go to disney plus when people go to the they made it so fucking affordable that people are like, can't get it anywhere else. Why would I go to, why won't I just fucking use it? You know? And, and that's the thing. Most companies are like, we want $15 a month. We want $20 a month. They're more about overhead than they are about profit, but they got to meet somewhere in the middle. And I'm kind of glad that a lot of the companies have stepped up reality. I like and stuff like that have stepped up and said, Hey man, no, man, let's, let's do it this way. Let's get it done correctly. And you know, yada, yada, yada. So I don't know. We'll see where that goes. And apparently everything is on the up and up now with them. Creality announced something. Elegoo announced like, hey, we've sat down. We have had talks with them. So this is what we're planning on doing. 
So because it's going to hurt, it hurts the whole industry. It doesn't help the industry. It hurts the industry, especially if you're a maker or 3D printer or company, or you're trying to better the world like I'm trying to do is trying to make some parts and things and make some, make a side hustle business so I can leave my day job, which would be wonderful. Uh, but it, it, it's sad. Um, but anyway, I digress. You guys kind of know my thoughts on that. It's just kind of what the WTF. Um, what else is going on? Oh, excuse me for one minute. All right, I am back. Um, got a quick phone call. Kind of liking the Zoom feature. I'm able to pause and record and stuff like that. It helps on editing. Um, but yeah, I digress. Uh, so what the hell else has been going on? Uh, I guess we can go into Halloween Horror Nights. Um, so Horror Nights is happening. Horror Nights, H-A-R. Uh, Horror Nights is happening. People apparently are kind of pissed off it's happening yay yippity doodah all that good shit um really weird stuff i'm gonna get kind of into this so y'all know where the hell i work um i'm not ashamed of it or whatever it's funny i was telling somebody the other day on facebook that i got a call from somebody and they're like hey you still work for universal right and you think you can get us a discount and stuff like that and I, I kind of went off and I went, you got to be fucking kidding me. We don't talk. We don't, you know, nothing, nothing happens. Uh, it's kind of rude. It's kind of rude to be asking a friend who you never speak to, or this person also talks behind my back and a few people talk behind my back and they're very judgmental of like, look where you work and look where I work and I'm better than you. Yada, yada. Listen, you could be a fucking janitor and I would still respect you because janitors make some good fucking money. <laughs> I know because I have some friends that are janitors and they make some great fucking money. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, oh, you know, we'll go and get your beer or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, take your money, take your credit card and shove it up your butt. Like, shove it up your ass. Turn it sideways, shove it up your butt. Um, it's weird because this is finally our 30-year universal. Uh, I've been with them since 2007. Um, started over at Poseidon, worked my way over to T2, which I ended up closing T2 with amazing, amazing team, which I hope to have a few uh, cast members on from that. Um, we've had two Terminator podcasts with Maurice Host, who's a big Terminator fan. So if you guys are big into that, like you really want to like listen to those. If you want to check out his awesome shit, like he knows stuff like that, check out hopeofthefuture.net. Dude's amazing. I've had a great chat with him. Um, I need to sit down with some of the actors and performers that still I still work with that are amazing, amazing people. Um, but I'm gonna sit down with them and see if we can get a podcast together. Uh, everybody's just they're all working in different things different jobs so it's like mm. but it's weird uh you know i got an email this morning from some friends you know just twitter from the universal thing and people threatening to fucking boycott because the thing with hhn is we had to stop it last year i've worked it for quite a few years i worked it in um <clears throat> 2009 2010 2011 um on and off and then I forget my last year. I think I did it like 2009, 2010, 2011, 2013, um, 14 on and off. And then I worked it for an official year at Krampus. I forget what year that was. Um, as a house attendant, I got to be a walker, the disabled walker, which is pretty cool. A friend of mine got to help me do that. 
Uh, Greg Nicotero was in the park that day. For those who don't know Greg Nicotero is, he is the makeup effects artist that works on The Walking Dead. Um, I tried to be a character finally. Like I went in for like real auditions, never, 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 never got it. I don't know why. They always casted this one dude named Damian Scott, who's freaking amazing. Um, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh, you know, um, but I find it weird that people are boy- trying to boycott it this year. And what they're saying is, oh, my God, you're putting plexiglass up. You're putting vinyl up. Uh, what the fuck? You know, uh, this isn't really this isn't Horror Nights. This isn't a Horror Nights I wanted. Excuse me. We barely had Horror Nights the year before because of COVID. COVID is still a thing here in Florida. You know, uh, when I grew up, we had uh, Halloween in upstate New York uh, for a theme park called The Great Escape which is called the Frontier Town. My mom was like, it was called Frontier Town way back when she was a kid. And it's owned by Six Flags. It's one of like their sister parks. Uh, it was a fun park for me. I had a great time there with a lot of friends and they had a little bit of haunted stuff. Not like nothing like this shit. Nothing like Mickey's Not So Scary or Halloween Horror Nights or Hollow Scream or nothing like this. I always tell my friends that come down to visit from you know New York or Virginia or California or, or Texas or wherever the hell they are. My one buddy visited from Seattle. Another friend came all the way from London to check it out. And he was like, holy shit, you guys really go all out. Yeah, they get, I was telling somebody, I'm like, it's not for the pain of heart. It's not for somebody who likes, doesn't like to be scared because they will find you and they will fucking chase you and you can't swing at them. They can get like two feet from you and scare the shit out of you. Uh, it's a fun time. I mean, I, my first year going, I screamed like a little bitch because I'm a little bitch. And my buddy of mine, um, well, you hope to have on the podcast sometime. I really hope to sit down with him and have him on the podcast. Such a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, as a makeup effects artist, he's worked on a lot of the, the effects for the park and stuff like that during the thing. He's a lot of molding and casting and um, worked on Cabin in the Woods, you know, the house that they had in there. And we were just talking like the other night about this year and stuff like that, what he thinks. And, um, you know, he took me through and it was Walking Dead time. And the first Walking Dead, you know, you go through the thing and he freaking grabs me by the thing and he pulls me back and he goes, over my hands i'm like oh i kind of ran through the house like a little pussy that i am um it's kind of amazing sitting next to him because he's not you know he works on the shit so he's kind of like eh, you know it doesn't really bother me uh -huh. <laughs> um but you know it's amazing time. like last year like i said we were we were shocked we only got to do like two houses and then they did beetlejuice at like the last two days of hhm because they were contracted by warner brothers to do it and I work with some of the Beetlejuices, so I know what was going on. And I'm like, oh, there's a house. And that now officially there this year, there is the actual house. They redid everything, you know, and stuff like that. So I don't know what it's going to be like. I wanted to see the Beetlejuice house, but nobody could get, you couldn't get in. You know, my friends couldn't even sneak me in and see the house. It was supposed to be amazing. But um, I find it very idiotic, very fucking idiotic and very selfish. Pardon my fucking words. I don't really care. It's my podcast. Um, you know, that somebody is going to try to boycott something or harm, you know, apparently with the, with the thing today on Twitter, what it was all over Twitter, somebody posted the whole shebangle and I was like, oh, okay, I'm reading through all of it this morning. And, oh, you know, so be careful. Some people are going to try to like, you know, kind of like boycott this and, you know, and say it sucks and this is bullshit. But the thing is, you got to look out for, for performer safety. I've got so many friends this year doing it again as scare actors. And 
lot of friends on fire team which fire team what it is is a crew that goes in, in case somebody calls in you step into their zone and you do the do the job um not sure what the hell is going to happen with them don't know many of them don't know what they're going to be uh every year you know you go in for week one and you can be like the most fit trained person etc you know your legs are good your arms are good you've been eating healthy you've been eating on a good diet you've been sleeping well Week one kicks the shit out of you as a character, as an attendant, because you're standing there for fucking eight hours out of your night and your legs are on fire. Your quads are going to fucking explode. And one night I was working at cramp. It was my first night and I was trapped in the house because you're like supposed to watch the next people move through. And it's all team members, man. So they didn't really know where they wanted us to stand. They were doing like kind of a mock-up and we were like in the house doing our thing. And my quads felt like they were going to explode. My hamstrings behind my legs were so under over tension. I was locked up against the wall. I couldn't move. I had to stand in this one spot, like, you know, a, a British soldier that, you know, that watches the gate and just stands there and makes no face. I had to stand there and production came rolling in with the camera and they're taking, you know, they're taking promo video and stuff like that. You, you're not in the shot or whatever. Uh, and one of the techs comes walking through and he goes, you're all right. I said, I can't even move, dude. My legs locked up that night. He goes, do you mean to do anything? I said, give me a shoulder. And he gave me a shoulder. And I had to like get my legs fucking in motion because my legs were so locked up. Um, I mean, that run, I was beat to shit. My, my, I think we had like four or five people. Uh, my buddy ended up breaking his Achilles attendant. He had to go. He had to leave uh, mid-run. So he was out. Um, a couple of characters that I know, they were gone because they were the masks were hurting their face, their neck. Uh, one of my friends was doing this character and I had to watch him. He ended up getting a, almost a fucking fucked up disc because the mask was too heavy on his shoulders and it was causing him so much pain and stuff like that. People don't realize the shit that they go through to keep it running for you. Uh, so this year is kind of idiotic. People are putting down like, hey, we're going to fucking uh, boycott this because they're putting up safety things. It's not horror nights enough because they're putting up plexiglass or they're putting up vinyl you know to 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 block spread of covid spit or what have you to protect you hate to fucking tell you but covid's still a thing here in in florida the numbers are still high you know i got a buddy of mine who's in the he's in the uh triage nurse over at dr phillips hospital and the hospitals have not gone down past 50 they've been at uh from what he's told me, about 90% to 98% capacity. Some days are good, some days are bad. Literally, he's been working for Universal for about six years. Um, and he ended up calling me a few nights ago, asking for some advice, because I've been for the company for now for 14 years. Um, you know, and he goes, hey, man, a question for you. You know, he goes, I've been with the company for six years. Points are getting low. I've had to call in because I've been call- you know, I'm on call. You know, they need all the, all the hands on deck in the hospital. So he's been, you know, having to do triage and checking on people and people are coming in bleeding and shit like that. And it's more COVID, COVID, COVID. Um, you know, is there anybody, who, who the hell, what the hell should I tell them? What should I say? And I said, you know, honestly, brother, um, call, uh, call your boss, talk to them. They can't fire your frontline. You're a frontline worker, dude. Like this is something that you, you weren't expecting to do because, you know, whatever. But um Dude, um, you weren't planning to do whatever. So apparently that's all been worked out. They're taking care of him. And I'm glad that Universal's kind of like, okay, man, we understand what you're doing and stuff like that. But even he, it, it's so sad that 
a week ago, he asked me a favor. It's really weird for my friend who asked me a favor to put my mask back on. I got fully vaccinated. I'm not offended at getting vaccinated. Guys, I've, you know, got tattoos. I've got, you know, fucking, you know, I take, I take, uh, you know, protein powders and stuff like that. The shit that people are like, don't judge me, dude. If they want to get you this thing right here, the thing on my wall, the Alexa, they want me gone so bad. They can do it in minutes. They can lunch, you know, Agent Orange from the clouds. You know, if you Google that shit, what the hell that was, you know, back in Nam and stuff like that, what Agent Orange was crazy what they can actually do. You know, so people need to calm down, please. You know, honestly, I'm not a fan of telling people to get vaccinated, but man, please put your damn mask on or please be safe out there because it's sad. Like I said, again, that a friend had to tell me to put my damn mask on, you know, he's so tired of it. He's so, he's so exhausted. You know, I have friends that are nurses and stuff like that. And I'm like, so what happens when they walk into the hospital and he goes, bro, if they have COVID, we got to put them over here, you know, and if it's an urgent medical thing, a heart attack, a stroke, et cetera, they got to go in here. You know, he goes, it's just, it's horrendous. It's disgusting. It's horrendous. And he goes, a lot of the people that are coming in, about 70% are not vaccinated. And I went, Jesus. I said, what's stopping people? He goes, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it's sad when I have my sister-in-law sending me a photo of, and a friend sending me a photo of the fucking meat truck, the meatpacking truck, where meat goes, and there's bodies in it. It's full of fucking bodies. And I know I shouldn't be telling you guys this. I know I should be. I'm not supposed to be preachy or whatever, but you know, it, it's sad. You know, it's really sad. People are just being uh, selfish, arrogant. Yeah, it's your body, it's your right, all that, all that bullshit. But you know, this shit isn't going away. It's so sad. Like I said, it, it, translating into horror nights. You know, people are pissed off that oh my god, they're putting a police plexiglass. But yeah, because some of you aren't vaccinated. We don't need to spread more of the fucking thing. It's the, it, I guarantee, I guarantee we're not done. And I know we're not done. You know, I find it selfish. A lot of my, some of my friends were even saying the same thing. Like, you know, I, I don't want to get vaccinated. I said, that, that's your choice. You know, you know, I think it's a stupid choice, but it's your choice. And they go, well, why'd you get vaccinated? I said, because I thought it was the right thing to do for myself. Person next to me, I don't want to keep wearing a fucking mask. I wear respirators and everything else. I go into a body shop. I wear a fucking, res- fucking full body respirator on with a suction tube and all that shit. You don't fucking see a guy in a body shop fucking doing paint, fucking not wearing a mask, you know? But it's to be safer than everybody else. I do it. I wear the my mask because not only what I promised my friend I would put it back on, which I have, uh, the numbers are getting out of number goal. I now know eight people who fucking died from the COVID shit. And everybody's like, oh, it could have been the other thing. COVID was the fucking acceleration of it. You know, it's sad. I get to get the phone call and it's like, so-and-so died, you know, and I felt so fucking bad. You know, my mother has lupus. So I'm trying to be safe around her. She's been on vacation in New York for the past two, three weeks. Um, but I've been trying to be, um, you know, very supportive of people. But to have a friend, you know, who's been working his ass off, trying to help people and save people, you take a fucking nurse's oath, you got to do your thing, you know, whether you like to do it or not, you know, you do your thing. Um, and I have so many friends who are like, oh my God, I don't want to get vaccinated because of this and the government, they can't do anything. Like, you know, you do you. And again, you guys do you, you know, you want to go run into a wall at hundred miles an hour and see if you survive, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you, but 
you know don't be selfish to somebody else that's that's just wrong and there is no such thing as fucking building up an immunity to some things because this was built in a fucking lab and that's one thing i always tell people i'm like this was a this was not from a fucking bat this was not from fucking this this was a fucking man-made virus that got let out <laughs> and we don't know what the fuck it's gonna do um that's one thing i will agree on i, I don't care who the fuck hears it and i don't really care that's one thing I can definitely, uh, I'm out to test it. This is a man-made fucking virus, something we've never seen in history. Um, and I never thought I'd be living through a fucking pandemic, but here I, here I am. Um, but just knowing all the friends that have people who have been hurt by it, killed by it or harmed by it anyway, another friend, you know, uh, she's now recovering with her kids from it. She, well, she got the vaccine. It's doing better. Uh, the kids couldn't get the vaccine because they were too, a little too young. Uh, the one kid did get it doing a little better didn't really get the full effects and like i said people are like the vaccine guys it's it's not going to protect you from everything it's going to help you not to die and your fucking throat not to close you you're choking on your own fucking fluids and have people die that's why they go into a fucking you know they get their ventilation tube put in not that we would know i spent enough time printing that fucking thing for parts for shit and giving face shields to firefighters and police officers and all that other shit so yeah, about that. Um, so I do know a few friends that recaught COVID, and luckily the vaccine did help them. I mean, they caught it pretty good, but you know the vaccine prevented prevented them from fucking getting it worse. Um, it doesn't cure it. It doesn't stop you from getting it. It just prevents you from fucking hopefully dying. And for a few friends that had caught it again and are still here, congratulations! It it, it did what it needed to do. Um, I hope it fucking goes away. I do, but I, uh, my horrible fear is this won't be over until 2023, 2024. You know, the way we're going. But like I said, this is all translates back into horror nights. You know, it's just this thing of people going, oh my God, they're they're putting up fucking plexiglass and this and that. I won't go to this event because blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, dude. They're doing it because the spread is still real. We're now on variant two. There's probably going to be a variant three, four, five, six, depending on what people are doing. Yes, the vaccine, and then it learns to fucking right. It's like a flu, you know. It learns, it develops, it grows. You know, I don't even know how flu season is going to be this year, but you know, I'm hoping uh, this run is smooth for a lot of friends. I feel, I feel so scared for them because, yeah, you're going to be behind a piece of vinyl, which is going to stop the spread of whatever, whatever. And then some go, well, it's not good enough for me. I want the scare to be near me. It's like scarecrows are going to be right next to you. The sad part is, you know, we have to do it safely and i don't understand people like i said i don't understand people going well i'm not going this year because it doesn't seem like a horror nights to me it's like it's still a horror nights the fact that they're taking precautions for you to enjoy it safely is a plus on them you know they want to keep the characters safe they want to keep you safe so you can come back for another night keeping you safe makes you spend more goddamn money so the more you come back the more you spend money on our beer and our food and our merchandise, the more money we make. So keeping our performers safe and stuff like that makes us more money. And that's the way that they're thinking. Because this is probably going to run until probably November. I guarantee it's probably going to run until November or whatever, because that's what Horror Nights does. You know, oh, we did so well. I guarantee it's going to run until November or something. Like it's going to run all the way until see, October, November, December. Yeah, probably going to run almost all the way till Thanksgiving. I guarantee fucking it. I know how Universal is. Because they tried that shit with uh, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras ran all 
the way almost to summer and you're like god damn finish up mardi gras yeah so uh, i was called make it's called make that money you know they were selling food and stuff like that but i find it very hard that you know like i said people are just being very anal about like oh well they're putting up safety barricades that isn't my cup of tea and this isn't horror nights and a lot of my friends are going you know what fuck it i'll still go i want i'm looking forward to this i'm looking forward to bride i'm looking forward to this beetlejuice house i'm looking forward to the food i'm looking forward to the merchandise um you know and and that's great i like i said i I think it's idiocracy that people are like let's sabotage it because it's not what we want it's like what 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 are you accomplishing by saying it sucks and it's not your cup of tea and well they're putting a piece of plastic between you and the guy you know it's a fucking fake house right and people wearing masks and shit and it's pretend but you know we're in a fucking pandemic and we're still doing it what the fuck yeah just reading these uh tweets this morning this whole tweet of like how dare you and tell me what to do and all this and making me put a mask on and all this crap and it's like really really but these are just my opinions and I really want all my friends who are doing character this year to be very fucking safe and cautious because I don't find it fair that some are trying to sabotage, you know, the Ron or not even, that even started, starts, I think tomorrow, tomorrow, the preview night. Yeah. Tomorrow's the preview night. Sorry. Tomorrow is the preview night of Horror Nights and everybody's like, oh, gonna go check it out. So, uh, you know, a lot of my friends that want to go and my friends who've tried the food and saw the houses and, you know, I'm hoping they have a safe, safe, safe run um some people are excited we knew something like this was going to happen with all the you know the barricade we didn't know until obviously the numbers keep going up and up and up and up and up and up and up so that's why stuff like the barricades got brought in and you know plexiglass at certain places and the vinyl at certain places the vinyl is not going to affect anything you're still going to be able to see this fucking character and they're still they're still going to probably slap the shit out of it and scare the fuck out of you so you're right there they're right there. They're still going to be able to fucking spook the shit out of you, <laughs> you know? Um, but, you know, I, I don't understand people that are saying that, oh, let's sabotage it. Oh, let's start a, a strike or let's, you know, let's let's boycott Warlock and Hornets. I know a few friends have said, hey, you know, I, I'm going to go a few times this year. I, don't, I was planning on getting a, a path, but I don't know how I'm going to feel with that element of, you know, not being as scared because the character is behind a piece of, you know, uh, vinyl. And I'm like, it's still going to be horror nights. Yeah, but it's not the same. I really wish they would get a little closer to me. I like that, you know, style of fear and that kind of frightness. Yeah, I understand that. You know, that's each his own. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I find it hilarious. I, I really do that people want to sabotage something that hasn't even started yet. But if they don't get their cake and eat it too, it's not their, not their horror nights. I, I don't know. I really don't understand. Um you know that mentality but it is what it is um but i hope it's gonna be a good run the food looks amazing i do want to try some of the food out that's out there um i might go one night to do beetlejuice and a few other houses that my friends are working at i would like to see it uh i would like to see some of the props and effects uh but 
it's just you know we should be grateful that they're fucking doing it through a pandemic again because last year we only got three houses like they did it super late and they, they set everything up and you know this year they're at least trying to do a full hhn run you know and they're trying to do it safely and calmly and what have you but people are so ungrateful because it's not my hornets okay, okay. fair enough you know Anyway, I digress. So I want to wish everybody who's doing Horror Nights, uh, be safe out there. Please be safe. All the people on my Friends on Fire team, uh, good luck on getting your role. Uh, please be safe and uh, hydrate and stretch. And please don't break your bodies. Good luck on tomorrow night for your uh, preview night. For those of my friends that are going, I hope to try some of the food because the food looks amazing. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, please be safe out there. And I wish you guys a happy Horror Nights run. <laughs> I hope your bodies can hold up. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, you know what? Let's talk about Disney real quick. Oh, my God. So, geez, Louise. Disney just announced their, uh, their fucking annual passes. Holy hell. God. Uh, man, I wasn't expecting it to be as wild as it was. My family works there. My mom used to work there. My stepdad still works there as a concierge. I used to IT and stuff like that. But, you know, it's kind of hard to get passes. I have friends that work there over at some rides, Minnie Mickey, et cetera, and Space Mountain and all that good stuff here. Um, geez, Louise, like what the F? Disney? Why? Why have you got up in price? Um, it's all over Facebook. It's all over Twitter. It's horrendous. Like I even put it up like, well, it looks like I'll be skipping Disney for a couple more years. Like, geez, I can't afford that. So they went up about 20 $20, under $20, $20 passes now, so it's really damn expensive to get to Disney. And some people are complaining, well, you guys get to live there, so you guys get the annual pass, you know, the annual pass discount. Man, even with that, it's kind of really ridiculous because you still need to get a pirate pass, as I call it. Let's pull this up for you guys so you guys can see. Uh, it's on, I put it on my Facebook, but it, it is wild. Let me pop it up on my, my Facebook. Actually, let me, I took a photo. Okay, here it is. I put it on my photos. Uh, excuse me for looking this way. So, okay. I pulled this up on the walk to Walt Disney site at like 3 o'clock. So, Walt Disney annual pass holder program. Choose from four unique passes. So, you got the Disney Pixie Pixie Dust Pass. Really? Uh, that goes for $3.99 plus tax. Or, let me zoom in here because I took a screenshot. So, or $19 per month for 12, 12 months for Florida residents after you do a $205 down payment. Uh, visit one or more Walt Disney theme parks uh, on most weekdays. Advanced reservation, park reservation, subject to blackouts, and uh, including park peak holidays. You can hold up to three reservations at a time. Available for four runs only. The second one is Disney's Pirate Pass, which everybody else like, I don't want to be the pirate, the Jerry Seinfeld thing. Uh, that one goes for $6.99 for $45 a month. It's pretty much the same thing as you just saw. Um, there are some blackouts. It's kind of like a Disney Gold Pass. I had the gold a year and a half ago. It was great. Really used the hell out of that. So $205 down payment. Um, then you have the Disney... Sorcerer Pass for $8.99 at $63 a month, which one of my friends is like, I'm buying that shit. I'm like, yikes. Uh, still $205 down payment. 
You get five reservations at a time. Parking. The blackouts refer. And then the last one is Disney in Incredi? Disney Incredi? I can't even. Incred. Incredi Pass. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I don't really care. Uh, 12, $1,200 a month. You might as well say $1,300 a month. 99 or was it $1,200 $1, plus tax. That's for the whole damn year. $99 a month for 12 months. Uh, still $205 bucks down. Um, yeah, there better not be any blackouts on this motherfucker. There's not. Yikes. Disney, what the fuck, man? Like, that is ridiculously expensive. Um, that extra 20 bucks, man, that adds up pretty quickly, and you do need to pay a down payment. We did, we did, uh, we did the down payments for the weekday only pass. It was like 15 bucks a month for the down payment, or 15 bucks a month for the weekday only one, which we could afford. It was like 20, $23 a month, and we ended up using that one for quite a bit. Uh, and then we decided, you know, you get blacked out with the first one for quite a bit. Um, I was blacked out through pretty much all the holiday from Thanksgiving, Christmas, etc. So you're only actually, it says 12 months. You're actually only given about eight months or seven months to go in. So that's not, that's not good. So you shouldn't be paying for a fucking pass. You can't really use but yeah, you got to pay it. So I remember, I remember getting pissed off at that and calling of Disney going, listen, I can't even use my pass. And they're like, oh yeah, well, you're under a contract for whatever, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't use my pass this month. What the fuck? That should be taken out of my, you know, taken off the contract. You shouldn't be charged for months you can't go. That, that's what the fuck, you know? Oh, we're sorry about that. Yada, yada, yada. Um, so we ended up going with the gold the next year and we got blacked out for quite a bit there for the hot main holidays like Christmas, Thanksgiving, et cetera. Um, but we were given, what was it like 10 months? Yeah. We we're given like 10 months plus parking was good. Discounts were nice. Um, and people were like, Hey man, have your stepdad get you a pass or whatever. Like have him give you like a pass. He never wants to go. And then I have friends that do want to go and, but they can't get in. They don't have days off and it's getting to Disney as a bitch. And, um ridiculous and then like i have so many friends that are like canceling their passes now a lot of my friends are like i can't afford that when you do you know 205 bucks on top of your down payment plus your first month's fee is needed <laughs> uh that month too so not only are you paying 205 the next month you got you have to pay um <clears throat> you have to pay your monthly monthly fee I remember doing that because I was like, I paid my down payment. And then they're like, oh, so get ready. Your, your first payment starts blah. And I'm like, whoa, holy fuck. So I'm paying this now? Like, I haven't even started yet. And they're like, well, welcome to Disney. <laughs> and you're like, ow, ow, that hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, ridiculous. I, I have like so many friends on Facebook and Twitter and everybody tweeting going, I can't do this. I can't do this right now. And honestly, I wouldn't do it. I honestly wouldn't do it because Tron's not ready to go. Guardians of the Galaxy is not done. COVID's still a damn thing. Um, entertainment's really not back. There's not a lot of shows going on. Um, they're just now getting in the swing of things. A little bit of Disney. Parking still sucks. This still sucks. That still sucks. Uh, 
some Nikki's not so scary thing is crap this year too. So yeah, it's kind of some BS. Uh, and now they're charging for, uh, you know, the, the genie system and all this crap. So it's like, let me take a break. You know, this needs for people who've never been like, I, I've been very, very fortunate in these past couple of years to be able to go to Disney and have friends that work there and invite me to Disney. Uh, it's fun. It's a great place. It's definitely in the land of make-believe because it looks more amazing than it actually is. Uh, especially when you get to kind of see what's behind how it's made. And you're like, you see all your friends that work there and you're having beers with them and lunch with them. And they're all like, Bleh. and you're like, you okay? And they're like, gotta go work fucking did Disney, man. <laughs> so having parents that work there too and how bad Disney is like, yeah, you're you're a you're a number there. Universal's quite different. I mean, I've been working Universal. I mean, I've they got their own Universal's got their problems too. I'm not calling. I'm not saying both are great. I I've had uh, a good experience with Universal for the for the most part. For the most part, um, had some bad managers and bad coworkers, but for the most part, uh, you know, the company's been good to me for the most part. I can't knock them for that. They do their best to try to work with you um but yeah I, I could never work for disney i remember the time like my mom was working for the tree of life and uh the hell was it <laughs> the hell was it lion king show yeah lion king show i was working at universal for like a year or two years and as you see i have earrings in my ears and i've had those for eons um just the way i am anyway so I go to work there. I'm like, mom playing in the park. My mom gave me some passes to play, you know. And I'm just riding some rides. I'm walking around the park, enjoying Animal Kingdom. I went on safari at night. That was super cool. I did the Kali River Rapids. I always wanted to do. I did, did a few things. Got a couple snacks. Waited for my mom to get off of work. And I'm waiting for a couple coworkers of hers to, because we're all going back to do a barbecue at the house. And her, her boss comes up and says to me, we'd love to have you. Really would love to have you, but I think what three three things need to change, and I go, oh, uh, what do you say? the uh, The attitude, the attitude, the earrings, and the soul patch, right here, need to go. And I go, yeah, I'm not changing any of that for you. I said, my, and he goes, you work for Universal, right? I said, yeah. He goes, he goes, yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think they would appreciate it either. Said, well, I've done pretty well at Universal so far. I've had some complaints. But for the most part, I've been a very good team member there. That's what we're called team members. Uh, Disney is cast members. <laughs> so you know, you know, you know when um, your mom is such a noob. We we go to Universal one day and she uh, <laughs> she goes and she shows, she goes, yeah, I have a cast member here. And they go, uh, we're not Disney. And she goes, oh, I don't know. I was about more team members. She goes, Oh, well, I don't know, some team member thing. So, yeah, that's what we're called. We're called team members because you work as a team, cast member because you work as a cast, you're an actor on set, going into the utilidors and not being found or whatever like that and stuff like that. Um, but I always thought that was funny from her boss. Three things need to change. Your, your attitude, your attitude, your earrings need to come out, and your soul patch needs to go away, which is this thing here. I had to go tea at a time because Universal was – not as relaxed as they are now, which I'm glad they're more relaxed. I really wish they would allow hoopties in my ears. They allow studs and stuff like that. I am hoping, Universal, if you're listening, 
and I hope I don't get fired tomorrow. <laughs> just, just kidding. Um, I am hoping that we are more relaxed on our dress code more. I mean, Disney just allowed tattoos and long hair. Like I get to have long hair now. And the reason why I'm growing my hair, for those who are wondering why the hell my hair is long, uh, I'm growing it up for cancer. I'm growing it up. I don't have cancer, but uh, I'm growing it up for a wig. So I decided COVID the thing and I don't want to cut my hair. So it's long as I've had it in a long time. And I'm going to, once it gets to 10 to 12 inches, I'm going to cut it and donate it to whatever good charity there is that you guys have a suggestion. I know somebody said Locks of Love. I know somebody else said a, another charity that they would recommend because um, wigs cost a lot of money. So apparently wigs are anywhere from $2,500 to $3,000. So for people who are in need, my aunt had to wear a wig for a while for her uh, chemo and stuff like that. And a friend of mine had to wear a wig um, that was over $2,500. So I will donate my hair to somebody in need. I think it would be a good idea. And something I've always wanted to grow my hair out anyway, and some people like it long. A lot of my friends like it long. So, uh, yeah, why not do that? And, uh, you know, if it saves money on haircuts for a while, why not just grow it out, put it in the, put it in the bun, and go on my day? Um, but, yeah, uh, Disney finally, you know, their dress code is finally relaxed. They're allowing earrings in men. They're allowing, uh, you know, full beards and soul patches and stuff like that. The problem is you have to get with the times, man. Like, you know, people... The thing I have to say about Universal's dress code, it's, it's, it's cool because you don't have to go in and look, you have to look presentable, but you also need to be comfortable in your skin to where you can uh, push out something to a person to make them feel happy and genuine that you're there. Uh, it's nice to, uh, you know, break someone's balls for not wearing, the, you know, wearing a, you know, a Cowboys jersey or just be yourself and be genuine with them and, and, and let them enjoy their vacation because shit, they spent a lot of money fucking have fun with them you know i had a i've had a couple instances where i've had some people really pissed off and have come up to me and apologized later you know saying hey man you know you know uh, it's been a long week we went to disney first and this and that and the other thing you know i'm sorry i yelled at you about you know waiting in the damn line forever you know that you didn't deserve that you know and we, we talked for a little bit and you know and talk about their day and what the hell they've been up to and um it, it's cool to be genuine with the, the guest that comes in and, and talk about the weather or a book they're reading or a, a prop they're looking at or you know, I get a lot of questions of the show that I work at or, you know, the ride or what are my favorite places to eat on property, you know, where have I eaten? And a lot of times guests do that, you know, they'll stop me and say, hey, looking to have lunch, where do you recommend? And then I get to sit down with them for a quick second and go, hmm, what do you like? What is your budget? First question I would, what's your budget? What are you looking to spend today? You know, uh, do you want something quick or do you want something to sit down for a little bit and get some air? Or do you want something, you know, snack bond? Do you want something quick? You know, do you want something, you know? You know, and it's cool to sit down with them like that. But, you know, the, the Disney side of it is like, you're a fucking number. I've got some great, wonderful, wonderful friends that work there. And there are some great people that work there, too. However, it's sad that a lot of articles have popped up. My buddy posted an article. One of his friends left Disney and she wrote a nice article about how she felt, how it's no longer the magical place that she wanted to. My mom was the same way. My mom was a, a big fucking Disney fanatic. Mom uh, had to have the Mickey Mouse TV, had to have Mickey ears, had to have the clock. Oh boy, it's for you. Ha. Yeah, I can do it pretty well. That damn, that damn. Oh boy. Ha. It's for you. I wonder who it could be. Ha. I'm not doing it very well right now, but you guys could do thing. The clock, the fucking phone would do that. And then when mom started working for uh, Disney, I don't know why I. I don't know why I applied. For, no, I know why I applied for Universal. My aunt told me to apply because her cousin worked there. And that's why I applied for Universal. 
long story with that, but uh, probably one of the best decisions I've made in Florida. I don't regret working for a theme park. I really don't. It's like people say like, oh, do you wish you worked for this company and that company? At this time, I kind of do. I wish it was more, the hours were better at this current moment, but right now it's COVID. And it's really rough to get hours. So I'm probably going to be looking for a second job. Um, but I don't regret my time there. I don't regret, uh, many friends have left, many friends have come back, but I always tell people, I'm like, it's not, you miss the coworkers, you don't miss the job. And it's kind of sad to say that, but uh, this year has been very hectic on many fucking coworkers from Disney and Universal and SeaWorld and, and Bush Gardens and a lot of our major theme parks. Um, and it really, it kills your mentality. You want to enjoy it. You want to love it. You really want to bring that experience to a lot of guests, but people come from all over the world. And I, everybody, they always ask me that question of, you know, what's it like? You know, how do you compare your job to any other job in the world? I can't. Um, I really can't. I mean, it's, <laughs> you walk in, it's a land of make, I'll be honest, it's a land of make-believe. So you walk in, I can't tell you how to get into where I, I can't give you the secrets, but I mean, I can't tell you the security stuff of where we go, but I can tell you like the procedure and how you get in, um, you know, what your day starts like. So you get up, you know, do your shift, same thing for Disney. You know, you can either do a take-home wardrobe, which is, you know, you, your wardrobe where you work. Um, most people do it because they like to like wash their clothes. I don't do it because you get paid to, for Universal, you get paid to get dressed. Apparently Disney, they do the same. You have to go to the ward, the wardrobe building and get your, your shit and make sure everything fits and um sometimes it doesn't fit sometimes buttons are missing you gotta mark all that shit into the wardrobe and tell them like hey this is missing or my hat doesn't fit properly so i have to get another size hat or whatever um once you figure out your like your shit that you're gonna be wearing for a long time um you do your thing but you pretty much have to go through security check uh you tap your id on the stupid reader and it shows for us green and then you go through a metal detector which we all have to do and all the guests complain like oh get a good look we all have to fucking do it even me i have to go through it every day put my hands up you know for universal there's a story if you really want to look it up just type in universal incident and you'll find it and that's why we have metal detectors <laughs> but um universal's got it done right with with that because everybody, everybody goes in all at once you know you, you go through city walk go through the main area the rotunda and you're just going in you you know i i gave uh insight on how to get into through universal i need to make a newer one because somebody was like i like your little insight on how to do it it worked out well um, so I'll do another one some, sometime in the future. Um, but uh, yeah, you'll go into your wardrobe, you'll tap your ID, they'll say, okay, you're good to go. You walk in, maybe you can go, we have a little store when you walk in, so you can go get a cup of coffee or a snack, um, something like that. And then you can go and you go, you know, you go get your scent, you go into your row, wherever your shit is, and you grab your shit, you check it out for the day, you go into your lock, the locker room, which is a men or women's locker room. You know, you go get your locker, you get dressed, you know, you make sure all your shit fits and then you, you know, walk behind the back lot, you know, and it's where movies are made because Universal is a real goddamn studio. You know, you see production trucks rolling around, you see maintenance trucks, you see every, you see everything. Uh, and then you go through the damn park and you, unlike Disney Universal, you have to go, you know, there's no utilidors, so you got to walk through the park. You can go around the park in some areas or, but you have to walk through the park and the reason why I think they like that, not only is the way that they built, it wasn't planned to be a, a theme park. It was a film studio. I keep telling people that. I'm like, it's a live film studio. There's like Dave School on property. There's a digital animation school right on property. There's real sound stages where they do, 
you know, they shoot movies here and they're shooting apparently uh, AEW dark matches over in the sound stage. They just announced that. So they're back doing that. And then they're doing a movie. They were doing a movie there the other day. I don't know what for. Uh, I was told to shut up when I was walking back there. The red lights were on. I was like, oop, shut my hole. And they're like, you're good to glow. And you could talk and stuff like that. That's where they had Blue Man and stuff like that. Nickelodeon, obviously, was all filmed back there. Uh, but you'll go and you'll walk through. And I guess the reason why they kind of like that, not only was it, it was not designed for us to have utilidors and stuff like that. Um, but they want you to walk through because guests can stop you and talk to you and say, hey, man, like, where's this? Where? I always like that statement of, do you work here? You <laughs> stare at yourself and be like, I don't know, do I? <laughs> you know, we're in a name tenant. They always look for a name tag, you know. So, you know, we're in a name tag, you're wearing a you're wearing a certain, you know, clothing or you know, whatever. For us, for Fallon, it's the business suit, you know, for me, for the one show I work at, it's just a little, you know, white shirt with a vest and a black pair of pants. And I get stopped all the time for Bernie, do you work here? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> so question of like where's the bathroom or you know, was that right open or you have this can you find this out for me and uh usually i don't have a radio on me yet so i'm just walking to location uh and you, you start your day but like you know it i, I it's hard to compare to the fucking job i always tell people I'm like it's really hard to compare like you clock in for the day and you sign your shit and you get ready to get the briefing of what your day is going to be how many people in the park say anything for disney you know you you have to psych yourself up to this this mindset of like oh my god i'm gonna work uh and some days man you could be dealing with eighteen thousand people your minimum all the way to you know thirty thousand, all the way to fifty thousand per day, um, and the most that I've dealt with in one day was fifty three thousand in one park. We have two, so <laughs> uh, you know. And the craziest shit I've ever done, I always told somebody, like the craziest shit I've ever done was the Harry Potter opening when we opened up uh, the Wizarding World, you know, over in Islands. There's a fucking helicopter photo, and I'm probably in that crowd. I was literally called on my day off to uh to pretty much walk in and tell people unfortunately you didn't make it today and i've never seen so many pissed off people i mean it, it happens you get there and you're like this is our game plan we're gonna go to the wizarding world we're gonna go ride harry potter and uh it just didn't happen for many people we had to bring them to the next bring them over to usf usf stands for universal studios front iowa stands for island of adventure um but you know i, I was standing there by margaritaville with a sign and a bottle of water and literally just telling people, I'm sorry, are you planning on going to the park? Yeah, we're planning on going. Unfortunately today, it's just booked up right now. The wait time is this. If you'd like to wait in this line, you're more than welcome. But I was called every name in the damn book that day. I was everything. I was called everything in the book that day. Um, I can't tell you how many times people told me they're gonna have my job, which they're, you can gladly have my job. I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> you really could have my job. I, I wouldn't give two shits uh, that day. That was hot. It was tiring. Eight hours of hell. <laughs> helicopters flying overhead, news helicopters and stuff like that. But it's like no other job in the world. It really isn't like no other job in the world. Like you meet everybody from all across the continents, you know, every country, uh, if that I've met people from South Africa, Africa, Dubai, uh, England, you name it, Germany, everywhere, man. I've met people from Zimbabwe to Brazil. I mean, Brazil, obviously. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, bro, they all come here. Uh, 
No, we love you, Brazil. We just don't like your tour groups. There, I said it. We love you. We don't like the tour groups that come. They're very, very, very rude. They are. And for people who know what I'm talking about, Brazilian tour groups are like no other. The Brazilian people are beautiful people. They are kind. I've met so many Brazilian families. My buddy is from Brazil, <laughs> who we work with. And even he looked at me one day. He went, oh, shit. <laughs> what? He goes, fucking tour groups are coming. And he said it in Portuguese. And I'm like, wait, what would you say? He's like, the tour groups are coming. <laughs> so one day he wouldn't even speak Portuguese to them. He was like, ah, go, it's like go. Cause they're like Portuguese. And he was like, and he said something and he said like one word in Spanish and he wouldn't speak for, he wouldn't say anything. I'm like, you're such an asshole. He's like, no bro. Because the minute I say something, I'm going to be asked so many damn questions in Portuguese and I got to answer them. And I want to want to, you know, <laughs> Skadoodle, you know, um, like I said, we love the Brazilian people. I love Brazilian people. They're amazing. I have plenty of friends from Brazil. Um, but the tour groups are nothing like I've ever experienced. If you've seen them in Florida or, you know, they are big, loud groups. They are very noisy. And whew, and from what I've been told by a few Brazilian families that I met through the years, because I've met many people from Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, and a lot of other parts of Brazil who are very, very kind. Um, one family I was talking to when I was working one day, uh, they were on vacation from Brazil. The father did something, I forget, construction or something. Not a very wealthy family, but he was explaining to me um, that the people we, that we see from the tour groups are wealthy people, very, very, very wealthy. And when I mean wealthy, I mean wealthy. He said their parents, the children are sent off on a tour group. So these kids are very well, well off. The parents just give them a shit ton of money and they're taken through Disney and all the major things and this and that. And a lot of them live in either Rio or they live in a very, very expensive part of Brazil. Their parents are lawyers, doctors, what, you know, very, very expensive, extravagant people, which I didn't know. I mean, I figured they were well off, you know, but I didn't know they were that well off. But this family explained it to me and another friend of mine from Brazil explained the same thing to me. He goes, yeah, those people are from the expensive part of Brazil. Um, that's why they're very anxious and obnoxious and stuff like that. And they don't really give a flying shit. Um, so again, I mean, no hatred toward Brazil. It's just something that we see every year. And if for those who do know what I'm talking about, uh, yeah, yeah. Brazilian tour groups suck. They are very loud, very, very loud. They do spend a lot of money here in the States. And, uh, yeah. Um, a lot of my friends work on the outlets, work at the outlets in Orlando and, uh, Dell actually worked at GameStop and a lot of them would come in to buy games and they go, what is this? What is this? And it, they didn't know what tax was because in Brazil, they don't have tax. And they go, no, no, I'm from Brazil. And she goes, yeah, honey, welcome to the States. You've got to pay the tax, but I'm Brazilian. I don't have to pay tax. No, no. Welcome to the States. Dude. You're paying tax. Um, that's why Florida has, true, Florida has the lowest tax rate because tourism pays for the tax. How can you get on Team Park Talk? And we're talking about fucking 3D printers and shit. Um, but uh, that's how it kind of goes. That's what I learned from my buddy who does our tax stuff. And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, you know, uh, the tourism, if it wasn't for tourism, Florida would have a high tax rate, but it doesn't because of tourism. So again, like I said, a uh, lot of Brazilian people just don't like, I don't like the tour groups. And if you are you're like, how dare you honestly meet a tour group, you will be saying the same thing I'm saying right now. Like I said, the family that I met uh, two years ago, two, three years ago, they were super nice and they were from Brazil. Very, very, very lovely people. I got to talk with them a little bit and talk to the dad. They're waiting for the show. So we ended up talking a little bit. And even he, he gave a disgusting look. He goes, ah, oh, horrible. 
I went, what do you mean horrible? Like, he's like, we're from Brazil. And he goes, yeah, those people are, they're, they're rich. You know, we're, we're okay. And we, we, you know, he was telling me what he did. I forget it was construction or something that he did. Um, and the wife did, wife did something, um, you know, but they're explaining, like I said, he was explaining what happens. The parents send them off with a lot of money and this is why they have all this money and yada, 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 yada. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't understand that. And then my Lyft driver one night was from Brazil. She was an engineer. We were talking because she had to wait. We had to wait for uh, my friend Dana to get out from her thing and me and her were talking. And she left Brazil and was telling me how crazy it was. And then Ben, uh, the Terminator, his wife is from Brazil. And she was telling me the same thing. So it's weird, man. Like, it's weird to talk to people from, from Brazil or from the islands of Puerto Rico or, you know, whatever. You get to learn so much about uh, how it really is and what it's really like. And then Ben was telling me a story about like, he was laughing at actually because his friend got robbed apparently. And the three guys trying to, were trying to fit in the guy's, they hold him like a gunpoint and they're trying to fit into his car. And he, the guy started, Ben's friend started laughing because they're trying to fit in this, you know, four door car where the car seat, there's like five of them and they're all trying to squeeze in and sit on the car seat and they steal the car and they do what they got to do. Brazil is, Brazil is wild. But um, again, no hatred toward Brazil. I just don't like Brazilian tour groups. I think, you know, if you know, you know, you all understand. And a lot of my friends that are from Brazil would say the same thing. They're like, oh my God, dude, tour groups suck. And like I said, I asked my friends, like, why don't you speak Portuguese? They're like, dude, the minute I say something, I'm going to get asked all these stupid questions, you know, about this and this and this. And I, I don't want to speak it. So, you know, they would always hide. They're like, I always ask my friends, like, speak Portuguese. They're like, no, no. It's like my friends who speak fluent Spanish. They don't like speaking Spanish because the minute they say something, they get uh, they get stopped for a question, and everybody, buddy, and their grandmother comes up to them and asks them shit in Spanish. They don't want to speak it. So, um, you know, right, right on. I mean, I understand, but yeah, it's like nothing you've ever experienced. But if you want to know what it's been like, type in Brazilian tour groups in Orlando, and you, you'll see what I'm saying. It's loud, loud, obnoxious chaos. And they don't follow any directions. Like you're telling, and you're telling the one tour group, you're like, hey, I need this party over here. And they're kicking all the sensors and shutting off the ride. It, I remember one night, man, oh my God, we had to call security and OPD. Oh my God. One of the ride, they, the group of like 700 people like ruined the whole night and they had to shut down the ride. And security had to escort the whole party out. It was, I got the gist of it from wardrobe. I was walking back and I'm like, what the hell was that all about? They're like, Apparently, one of the girls did something, and they were trying to do something sexual. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah!" And they had to shut down the level on the Simpsons ride and all this shit. And the cops were called in, and the girls like underage from Brazil. Yeah. Just stories. I, I guess like I could write a book, and you guys wouldn't believe me. Um, wow, look at me going my tangent about Universal. <laughs> it's my podcast. I can do what I want. I haven't talked for over a month. Um, what the hell else was I gonna say? But yeah, man, the Disney, the Disney passes, man. Back to Disney passes. <laughs> um, you know, it's BS, man. But like, that's the universal like side of it. Disney's kind of the same way. I've heard some shit over at Disney too. My friends that work over there and like they said stories about tour groups and stuff. And my stepdad had a funny Brazilian story. The, the dude kid went. He bought a pellet gun and worked at the hotel. And they kept hearing pop, 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 pop. pop. Apparently, one of the security guards went up and check on the hotel room. And these kids are, you know, like you said, wealthy kids, wealthy kids. Like they make me look like a fucking bum. Um, and apparently, he shot two of the plasma TVs, 
shot the wall, shot the ceiling. There were pellets everywhere in the damn wall. And security just went up and just told them to empty out, empty out their bags. They took all the money that these kids had. I mean, I mean, just packs of money, took all the money, put it in the bag and just took the money and then kicked all the, took, kicked, kicked the whole party out, which was like 20 to 23 people out of the hotel room. I mean, the hotel room was fucking destroyed. There were pellets in the walls, like BB pellets all on the wall. The TV was shot at. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just wild. Just wild shit. But, um, yeah, it's like no other job you love to experience. Like I said, working for a theme park, nothing like you love to experience. Nothing, nothing, nothing like you love to experience. I mean, like, I, I compare my job maybe to, like, maybe a the dmv maybe a doc i don't know not even a doctor man the doctor doesn't come in and like oh my lord <laughs> i mean they do but shit um i'm trying to adjust on my mic here uh but geez louise man it's like a job i'll never experience and it's wild but yeah these Disney annual passes man i, I don't know people are like they're not going to renew i got so many friends going i can't afford this i can't you know and then my friend Dana calls me and says, hey, man, like, WTF, like, <laughs> you know, you know, did you, did you look at the passes today? I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't afford that right now. I mean, I, co- I could afford it, but I, yeah, not right now. I can't afford $205 down payment. And, and then I, uh, how the hell do I get there each week? And <sighs> how do I visit? And then COVID's still a thing. So you still need a reservation system and all this shit and so many people are like i you know I, i've got the money but i know one of my friends is like i'm still buying the 800 pass i went you gotta be fucking kidding me man i can't justify that shit if you can afford that wow all that overtime is that even worth it to go to disney that much shit you're paying 800 and something bucks god damn and then like somebody was complaining one of the one of the people on the page were complaining about you know all you fucking locals get to go there and i had to go in and pay like a thousand bucks it's like yeah, like we get to go in a little bit cheaper, but still, like we, you know, live in live in Florida. Then if you want to go to all these fucking theme parks and shit like that, you know. I know I got friends that go to like, they go to like. Uh, sorry, I'm just in my legs, getting cramped up here. Uh, ooh, wow. Let me just my butt. Ooh, my legs are like ouch. But I got a lot of fun friends that are going to Cedar Point and uh, Bush Gardens and Dollywood. Apparently, that's been a big thing this last month. Everybody's been going to Dollywood. And, oh, excuse me, sorry. Just, everybody's like, what the hell is he doing on camera? I'm, like, I'm moving my body because I've been crunched into a ball for the past uh, hour, possibly. Um, but um, a lot of my friends have been like doing the Cedar Point thing and Dollywood and stuff like that. Places I can never afford to go. Um, not because I don't want to, it's just money is money's a thing. <laughs> and right now I got credit cards to pay and I should be really focusing on that, getting myself out of debt. Um, also, thank you for the person who donated on my, uh, my mini factory, uh, Big Boss Man. Dude, uh, thank you for the $2. That was, was not expecting that. So thank you. Uh, apparently it's from Australia. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, I really appreciate that. That's going to go into the podcast, actually. So I'm going to donate that into the podcast uh, payment thing so we can have a little bit of podcast money. So uh, I, I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, that was very uh, unexpected, getting, getting that email in the morning. 
I was like, wait, what? I owe, I owe somebody money? What? <laughs> it's like, no, somebody gave you $2. I'm like, hey, man, $2 is $2. So I want to thank you, big boss man. Uh, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. That, that really meant a lot. I will pull it out and put it into good use for the podcast um, for uh, Up Past Midnight and uh, The Mind Unleashed. So uh, thank you so much. Thank you kindly for that. Um, very unexpected. So thank you. Um, but um, yeah, everybody's been like going visiting the theme parks and doing that kind of thing. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about the Disney Animal Pass. I'm going to wait like another year or so. Once so COVID's kind of finally, 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 finally shits to bed. And it finally, you know, the variants are all fucking gone and we're all safe. And people are finally going, okay, I guess I'll get the vaccine. Um, you know, I'm, again, you guys know how I feel about the vaccine. Just honestly, do, do, you do you. You do you. I don't even care if I lose listeners from this shit. I really don't care at this point because, you know, I'm not trying to preach what I what I feel you should do. You're a human being. You're a person. Uh, you do you. But, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. But, uh, you know, that's what people are even saying with the Disney passes. They're like, yeah, man, I don't think. I don't think we could. I don't think we can justify paying the extra, you know, twenty dollars extra. That's what broke it for us, and the two hundred five dollars. Like I said, it's two hundred five. Any which way you swing it, that's the down payment. You add that up between four people. That's a lot of fucking money. And then on top of that is the monthly charge, which you're going to be starting to pay. So you're better off paying. Well, if I was me, if I could afford it. I had extra money to burn each month i would probably do the um the pirate pass which is technically the gold pass which gives you you know a little bit more gives you like 10 months uh playtime but i don't even know why the fuck they call it these pass these pass names are really effing weird because people are like what the fuck like what the hell is this who came up with the names of this you know um and now that Disney is charging for an Express Pass, or sorry, Fast Pass, aka Express Pass, whatever the hell you want to call it now, Genie, um, it's kind of fucked up. Then people are like, "Oh my god, I got to pay for, I got to pay for a fucking Fast Pass now." Like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, you had to do that way back in the way, but now you know they tried this stupid thing where you could like reserve them, and now you have to freaking buy them. It's like Universal's been doing that for eons. They've been charging for Express Pass. You know, uh, Universal's Express Pass and these Fast Pass, they're just a fucking speed ticket. What I usually call them just a speed ticket. Um, and Universal had Virtual Line, which Virtual Line, for those who don't know what the hell that is at Universal, is a ticket you can get to reserve a time to come back. So instead of waiting in a damn line, um, you can say, hey, man, I, I got a party of six, party of eight, party of whatever. You know, we want to pick this time. We got to wait like an hour and it will come back. And we're not, our wait's not as long. That's all. A virtual line passage. A friend of mine asked me to explain that to him. So I told him I said it was kind of like a Disney Fast Pass. You pick a time. It was the old school Disney Fast Pass. You would pick a time, how many in the party, and you come back at that time. That's pretty much what it is. Instead of you waiting forever and ever for a ride to do its thing, you can go get a reserve time and go, hmm, I don't have express, but I don't feel like waiting. I feel like to have lunch. Go have lunch. Pick your time. Pick it to pick a one o'clock, pick a two o'clock. Pick what it's giving you. And they go, okay, I gotta wait 20 minutes. Fine. So you can go go pee pee poo poo do what you gotta do and then you're on you're in the ride, and only a few rides offer that at, at Universal. The ones are are Jimmy Fallon, uh, Fast and the Furious, The Mummy had it, um, Haggard's has it, 
And I forget what else has. I don't remember all of them. But Jimmy Fallon, because I worked there, and that's why I know about reserve time. We were the first ones to have it. So, And then Fast and the Furious, which I ended up making one for Fast and the Furious one day just so I could, you know, my buddy could ride it with me. It was just something to do. But I call it Fast and the Flop. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Disney's going to do. I don't know. I, I can't justify paying that shit right now. Like I said, I got bills to pay, so... Um, and I can't justify paying $205 down. And then, and then, you know, I mean, you're fucking better off. Honestly, you're better off paying the shit outright. Like, honestly. I know some people are like, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that annual. I'm going to buy that $899 pay us. Buy that $900. Shit, if you got 1000 bucks to burn, Jesus Christ. Damn. If I had a thousand bucks to burn, it wouldn't be at Disney. But what would you invest in, Ollie? My business. <laughs> I'd buy another. I'd honestly buy another printer. <laughs> I'd buy a bigger printer, bigger resin printer. That way, I could do more shit for people. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Disney's doing. I don't plan on going back for a while. I, once you know, my buddy decoder, somebody offers me an invite back, I'll go back. But I don't have the money. Number one, number two, COVID's still a thing, and that's just. It's getting everybody's ass, man. People are like, I can't pay that. I don't want to pay that. It's ridiculous. But it's better to wait anyway, because like Tron's not done. Guardians isn't opened up yet. Um, Ratatouille is just opening up soon. Apparently they're doing previews right now for cast members. Um <sighs> I'm trying to think of what other rides um we're opening with Disney, but not much. I mean, I haven't done many many Mickey. Last time I got to go, we did preview with Dakota for the COVID reopening, and I got to go ride Frozen, which was cool. I got to ride on our own boat, which I know Frozen seems stupid, but I've never done it, so it was kind of cool to have our own boat and kind of actually enjoy the whole damn thing without kids screaming uh, and do a few things. I did, did the uh, the um, Spanish ride. That was pretty neat. And then I did another ride, and that was pretty neat. Um, sorry, just getting a text. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, we'll see how everything goes, but um, life will be life. Um, what else is going on? It's been a podcast of me just rambling my head off and talking about Universal more than I thought it would be. Um... Horror Nights, Pita Box, Disney, Universal. Um, oh, shit. Uh, Cody, Mystic. Hope you're doing well, brother, if you're listening at all. Um, I know I've been talking, talking to you in a couple of days. I'm glad you got your uh, your Instagram page up um, and your GoFundMe. I think hit like 500 bucks. So I'm glad you can finally start printing again. Hope you're doing well. Um, my phone's on if you want to give me a call or text or whatever. I think I'll, I'll give you a text or a call. Uh, to see how you're doing but hope you're doing well man um i saw some photos on facebook so um uh, like i said hope you're doing well and uh, good luck with everything and like i said my phone's on if you need me so but if you're listening in your patrol car or whatever you're doing or uh just uh, positive thoughts brother i want to give you positive feedback uh i know louisiana just had a, a hurricane so hope you're doing well with that um but yeah that's the best I can say for that. 
Um, yeah, guys, I, I have not much more to say. This is kind of just me venting or talking um, for the month. I'm sorry I had not much to talk about, but uh, I've been doing some 3D printing. Computers now upgraded to 32 gigs. Computer stop. 32 is usually defined as being 230. Funny. Funny. <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, if you want to follow Up Past Midnight, please follow us on our Facebook page, Up Past Midnight uh, podcast or Up Past Midnight on anywhere else. Uh, you can leave Dell a comment or myself a comment. We love email. Uh, I believe our next podcast is going to be about um, Marvel and comic books and DC. Uh, what the dude on Discord pretty much said, he said, can you guys talk about comic books? Mostly X-Men and Dark Phoenix. So I'm going to look up a little bit of that. X-Men is one of my favorite um, comics. Uh, so I can't wait to tell with Dell and kind of break that down with her. Um, I do have a story thing I want to do with her, but uh, it's been kind of rough lately. Uh, you know, but if you want to follow Dell, follow her at Fatal Empress D at Twitch. I'll put a link down below in the description. Uh, definitely give her a follow on Twitch. She definitely takes donations. Um, she would love a donation because donations help her. So if you want to be a really cool, awesome person, donate to her personally, or you can go to Up Past Midnight and donate on our page. I'll put a link down below in our podcast description uh, for a Streamlabs donation. Anything we get from there, guys, I will split 50-50 with her. Uh, pretty much the money is going to go towards the podcast hosting and stuff like that. But I will make sure she gets some cashola because um, I'm not that kind of person that's going to fucking just throw somebody under the bus. That's not right. Um, uh, I wish to have her more on the Twitch page. But um, if you guys want to be awesome and do me a solid, if you could, if you could, I'm not begging, I'm not asking, overly asking, but uh, if you, hello. Um, if you could, uh, if you could give us a like on the Facebook page or the Instagram or the uh, Twitch page, that would be awesome. I'm trying to get the 50 follows on uh, Twitch because Twitch is retarded. There, I said it. I really think Twitch is stupid, um, which is kind of dumb because you can't upload anything until you get 50 followers. So I'm trying to get to 50 followers. We got like two or three now. Uh, I haven't been streaming that much then. Dell's got her own page, so I'm leaving that to her, Fatal Empress D. Um, so please check her out. And like I said, if you want to donate to us, I promise money will get to her. I'll make it very transparent. I'm not going to F you guys over. But if you would like to help out to a cause so we can keep making and doing things and uh, stuff like that, um, I will uh, leave a thing for you to do so. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's been going on pretty much. Like, Warren Nights is a thing. People need to stop uh, being assholes and trying to ruin it for everybody else and saying, oh my God, it's got final and I'm not going to go and get a pass because people are trying to protect themselves and it doesn't scare me enough that there's a small barrier between us and it's not as frightening and, uh, and it's going to be a shitty event. It's like, shut up. Enjoy the fucking event. Have a cold beer. You know, be grateful we're fucking happening. And many people, many of my friends, my actual real friends are like, fucking Hornets is happening. I'm going. So <laughs> all my friends that are going to HHN, like, 
fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, they're all like on board. They've already had some of the, the treats and they can't wait. They're just excited for Horror Nights in general, man. They can't wait to see the houses. I know one of my friends has already bought his frequent for your past. He doesn't care. He doesn't care one bit. He's like, I am so looking forward to this year. He's got all his Horror Nights stuff. He is like, baby, bring it on. So, uh, I think it's awesome that a lot of, you know, the real HHN fans want to go see it because they're just ready for HHN. It's that time of the year. It's spooky time. It's the year that they all crave. Um, so I'm happy for my, my friends that really do enjoy it. And uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm going to end it here, I think. Um, I have not much to say. Not, no more to say, really. Um, what else am I doing? I might do some streaming on video games this week. I don't know. I'm going to finish up some 3D printing. I got to finish up a Garrett, uh, Garrett from uh, The Witcher. Um, I've been working on that for Dell. It's supposed to be a surprise gift, but it's taking longer than expected. Like I said, I got the resin for my printers now, and the screens are now fixed. And I got um, somebody. Somebody was able to help me out getting some resin and stuff like that. And... Uh, I also got some FEP, not FEP, so I'm going to put that on the that tonight or tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. I wanted to do it tonight. It's almost 9 o'clock here. Um, football's about to start, too, so I'm excited for that. Anyway, guys, um, I'm sorry that this podcast sucked. I love you all. Almost up to 10,000 listens. That's freaking crazy. Um, but, yeah. I don't know what else to say, honestly. I, I pretty much gave you a Disney Universal rant. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, fucking Jungle Cruise was awesome. Um, what else did I watch? Suicide Squad was fun as hell. Um, Invincible was good. I watched that the other on Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, now I'm just rambling. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, my watch is going up like crazy. I guess there's a big, big chat going on, so I better check out what the hell's going on in our thing. Um, thank you all for tuning in and being so lovely to me and letting me just kind of talk. And uh, if you want me to bring up a damn topic or whatever, please email me at openmindindustries.gmail.com. Uh, any 3D printing questions, feel free. We have a Discord. You can check me out there at Open Mind Industries. Um, I also want to give a thank you to Shape Lads VR for letting me mention them. If you're looking to get into VR sculpting, please check them out. Uh, the program has been like 20 bucks and they are offering uh, a beta thing. So if you want to sign up for the beta program and kind of tell them what you're going to be doing with the program or, uh, you know, just kind of like giving them insight on it, um, please do that. I think they would appreciate that. Um, what else? Nothing else really. Um, uh, like I said, again, check out Dell at Fatal Empress D on Twitch. Uh, link will be down below in the description so you can, guys can click on her. Uh, check out Up Past Midnight uh, podcast or the other podcast. And uh, I guess that's going to be it for this month. I'm sorry. I, I really had nothing to say. Um, I've been very, yeah. So, hopefully. Uh, anyway, we say. And keep an open mind. Have a good one. I'll talk to you later.